0: Today, we are in Psalms chapter 23. Um, I, I just want to start out by reading it. Uh, it's up there on the screen. And uh, that we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 4, not 1 through 6, as typical for a sermon passage. Um, and um, let's read it, and then we'll, we'll pray and ask God's blessing on this word, and then we'll continue uh, to, to get through our message. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Father God, I thank you for this passage. It's dearly loved. It's famous passage. It's people, one that people relate to and know and come to often. For words of comfort, through for difficult times, God. And I just pray that, God, you would give me your words to share today that would comfort us. And that we would find that you are a good shepherd, that you love us and that you care for us and you want to lead us. And it's just our job to follow. And I just pray for your blessing of this message. In Jesus' name, amen. So how many people, silly question here, how many people have ever heard the phrase, follow your heart? right? That's, yeah, Kids going like this. We all have heard that phrase, follow your heart. It's very well known. I have no idea where it came from, but you find it everywhere. You find it in the movies with the, with the music that's playing that just makes you just want to just run and do whatever it is that your heart is telling you to do. Whether it's what career path to take, whether it's who to marry, whether you're trying to figure out what is the right or wrong decision to take, People are always using this phrase, follow your heart. Now I hope that as as Hollywood romanticizes that and makes it something super special and it just gives you that soft, good feeling inside, I hope that there's another side to this. I hope it's something that makes you think, I don't know how much I agree with that, how much I like that, because your heart at some point is going to lead you astray. If you only follow what your heart is telling you to do, you're going to end up somewhere you don't want to be. I have a, a situation in life Uh, Someday I'm going to use it as a sermon illustration without naming any names. It's going to show exactly what happens when you follow your heart. But Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That's what your heart is. The heart that the Hollywood and the books and the novels are telling people to do is what is going to lead you astray. We have something better to follow than our heart. We have a shepherd who wants to lead us. We find David talking to the shepherd this way saying, you're leading, it is my job to follow. This week I was I was talking with Leslie about trying to find out some information about sheep. I I don't know a lot about them specifically. I have only heard negative things about sheep. They're they're stupid, they're 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 helpless, they're Wimps, there's just nothing really that cool about them. Uh, one thing about sheep is that they are followers. And this is kind of what it's like to follow your heart. In eastern Turkey, and I don't know when this took place, but about 1,500 sheep fell off a cliff while the shepherds were eating their breakfast far, far away. The first 400 fell and they died. The 1100 who followed after survived because they landed on this big fluffy sheep mattress that helped them to, to walk away. And apparently what happened was the sheep got close to the edge of the cliff and the, the sheep from behind were just following or pushing uh, the sheep until they fell off and then every other sheep didn't know what was coming and so they jumped off and followed the 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 sheep in front of them, causing all 1,500 to fall off the cliff. But I have to say, I did learn that not all sheep are that stupid, uh, and this would be the kind of sheep I'd like to be. I learned that a sheep, you know, you guys have cattle guards, uh, you know, those, those bars the, across the road to keep the cows from walking. Well, apparently sheep have learned to roll across that, and so they're, they're not completely helpless and completely stupid, and then they go off and get into mischief and need help after that point. But anyway... The message of the simple is very. The message is very simple. Jesus is the shepherd. He wants to lead you. You are the sheep. Your job is to follow. And we're going to kind of build, um, kind of try to like explain this as we go throughout the rest of today. So first of all, the shepherd leads. And the shepherd leads uh, in the good times as well as the bad times. Now, shepherd, the word for shepherd has been translated shepherd. It's been translated pastor. It's been translated uh, companion. And this word is used to describe what God is supposed to be to his people. And David has has been a shepherd before. Because this is David who's writing this. He's been a shepherd. He was raised watching his father's sheep. He knows exactly what sheep are like. He knows what it takes to lead sheep. He has his rod. He has his staff. He had his slingshot. He knows he has to take his sheep from pasture to pasture so they have food to eat. He knows he has to take them to smooth, not fast-moving water because the sheep won't drink there. They need something that's calm, kind of like what you find here. They need protection. So David knows exactly what it's like to be a shepherd, and he's putting himself in that right relationship. He didn't say, hey, Jesus or God, you're a shepherd, and hey, I'm a shepherd too he puts himself in the position of you're the shepherd and I'm a sheep I'm not saying a lot for David to be able to put himself in the sheep position because what he's saying is without you God I'm helpless I don't I can't provide for myself I can't protect myself I cannot lead myself and so he's looking to God to be his shepherd but David's not the only person who's looking to God to be a shepherd. He's not the only one who compares himself to a worthless, pointless, helpless sheep. I have to look to God as my shepherd too. I'm the helpless sheep who's not even smart enough to roll across the, the cattle guard. Right? That's what I am, and that's what we need to be but the thing about the shepherd of today the one that had the 1500 sheep that wasn't paying attention we have a shepherd who's always on the ball who's always paying attention who's never going to fail he's always ready for anything he's not going to get caught up on his phone or with the, the floods that are happening somewhere else he's always ready right where you are to be your shepherd and what we're going to look at today is that he's the shepherd for all times it says up there he is the shepherd in the good times and what you picture there you, you, you picture a sheep that has it about as good as he can have it he's got looks like all the water that he can drink obviously he doesn't live in plebna he doesn't live in baker but he has all the water that he can drink he has green grass he's completely content and completely happy and David is comparing himself to a sheep in the perfect situation Now maybe David wrote this when life was going perfect. Everything in David's life was exactly like he wanted it to be. He felt like he had the kingdom. He felt like he had the protection. He had everything going for him in life. Every battle he was fighting, he was winning. And at that point he wrote, God, you are my shepherd. I have nothing that I'm lacking. Everything is good. But perhaps David wrote it later on in life when he was facing multiple situations that were bad. And he's saying, you know, in spite of everything that's going on in life that is not good like I want it to be. I know, God, that you are still good. I know, God, that you are still my shepherd and you are still leading me to what I need. God, you are still the one who is providing me what I need. We don't know exactly what was going on in his life when he wrote this, but he says the truth. The Lord is his shepherd, and the Lord is leading him when life is good. And in your life, when you're going through good times in life, God wants to be your shepherd. He wants to lead you through those good times in life as as a, as, a, as a shepherd provides the sheep with food and water God provides us now I realize God doesn't do it the same way he's not like a shepherd saying come on Josh let's go in here let's make you a plate of food and let's take you to some place of protection you no know, it's not like that kind of physical thing but God still provides for us we know that how many people ever say dear God thank you for this food I'm about to eat because we know ultimately what we have is from God and He's the one who's providing for us. But it also says, He guides us in the paths of righteousness. God guides you or wants to be your leader and shepherd and guides you in the right way to go. Well, how does he do that? I've never had God audibly tell me, Josh, here's the passage I want you to preach. Here's where I want you to go and talk to somebody. He doesn't audibly speak to me that way, or I haven't heard that, uh, but he does use a number of ways to speak to his people. He shepherds us in a variety of ways. One, sorry if this is too small, it says in 2 Timothy 3, 16, all Scripture is God-breathed. All the Bible that God gave to us is there to shepherd us. It's there to show us what He wants us to do. This It says that the Scripture is there to teach us. It's there to instruct us in our learning. It's there to rebuke us, to convict us of our sin. It's there to correct us, to restore us with the right relationship with God. And it's there to train us in righteousness, to lead us in the right way. God shepherds us through his word. And a lot of times people are running around following their heart doing what they, they think they should do when they have access to something that they are not taking advantage of. God wants to shepherd you through his word. God wants to shepherd you through the Holy Spirit. We talked a little bit about that and not in specific terms uh, but in Sunday school. I can't remember exactly how Steve put it in his prayer but I'm like that's exactly right uh, with what he said. Sorry I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, Galatians 5 16 it says so I say live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature live by the Spirit go with the Spirit's leading what the Spirit is putting in your mind this is what I want you to do bring scripture to mind this is the path that you should go God uses the scripture God uses the Holy Spirit but God also uses you guys it says as we urge you brothers warn the idol encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. God uses us to try to help shepherd and try to help lead each other on the right decisions to make. You know how many people have ever said, I'm going to pick on Darren just because I love Darren. Pick on Darren and say, hey Darren, what do you think I should do based off some spiritual decision that we need to make? I think, I've think i talked to Darren at different times, like, what do you think? And I'm looking for spiritual counsel, not just for what does his heart tell me, what is this flim-flam idea that people have. We all know if I need spiritual advice, I can go talk to somebody, and God uses people in order to do that. So God wants to shepherd you in the good times. He wants to lead you. But God's job is also to lead you through the rough times. That's His job. And we don't really need to say anything about this. We, we don't need to say God's job is to shepherd. We don't need to go on and on kind of like I am about what God's job is. Because that's His job. We don't tell Him. We don't influence Him. We don't persuade Him. That's His job. And He's going to do it 100% of the time. But I just want to remind us that when we're going through the valleys, like we're going through right now, it feels like every five minutes we're going through Another valley. Somebody in our church is going through a valley. God's job is to lead through that valley. And how does He lead us? Well, David says he uses God uses his rod and his staff. You know, back then, in order to protect the sheep, they had a rod, they had a club, something to to ward off the animals that were trying to attack. He had a staff. Sometimes he used that to defend off the sheep, but also you think about the stories of the lost sheep that runs off, and Jesus goes and finds him, and he, he's like down in a pit, and the, the shepherd lifts the sheep out. You know, I've heard that crook and that neck was something a sheep a shepherd could use. To get that sheep out of that hole. To help guide them. Like, hey, Josh, quit going so far away. You need to stay here. David finds comfort. Knowing that God is in control. God can protect him. God is going to lead him. Even through those tough times. And I know it's hard to go through those tough times. Sometimes, though, going through those tough times, you know, a shepherd will lead his sheep through difficult places because he knows what's on the other side. He knows there's fresh water. He knows there's lush grass. He knows there's everything that they need to keep surviving. The shepherd's job is to lead, and that's what God's going to do. And he uses, uh, he uses different ways to help lead us through those tough times. One thing that God does is He stays with us. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's part of how He's leading us is He stays with us. He doesn't say, boy, I'm sorry you guys got to go through that. I'll see you on the other side. He's right there with you going through your valley. He wants to lead you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to support you in that time. God uses his word to comfort us. I feel like this is this verse is coming through my head. I feel like I keep saying this multiple times. Everything in the past was written to give us hope, to give us encouragement. You look and you say, look what God did to those people to help those people through those tough times. Look what he promises. Those things were written to give us hope so that we know that God will comfort us and God will help us and God will lead us as well. So God never leaves you. God uses his word. But guess what else God uses? God uses you. In 2 Corinthians chapter one verse five, it says God. It talks about how God comforts us through the trials that we go through, through the valleys that we go through. God wants to comfort you right now, and so that when someone else is going through that trial, when I'm going through that trial, you can comfort me, and then I can in turn comfort somebody else. So as you have opportunity to comfort somebody else, like Steve was talking about, uh, warning of. Uh, In Hebrews of how do we encourage one another? I see you're going through a tough time. Let me pray for you Let me send out a card of encouragement. Let me know that God is still with you through that time God is there to lead you through those tough times through those tough valleys Now here's the real question. It's not really what is God's job? What is God supposed to do? The real question is what are we going to do as the sheep? That's me. I'm a sheep. I've got to do something based off of what I'm hearing. I have a decision to make. God's job is to lead. I need to let that go. I need to forget about how he's leading and what I want him to do to lead. I need to make sure that I focus on following. In the good times, I need to make sure I'm following my shepherd. David followed God in the good times. You know, when David was, he fought, you guys remember the story, David fighting Goliath. You know, he, he put that little rock in his sling, he let it go, and immediately the devil, the Goliath's on the ground, and David's defeating the enemies. All of a sudden, he's popular, and his fame grows very, very quickly. Soon after this, Saul's being praised for killing thousands of people, and David's praised for killing tens of thousands of people. That's a pretty big... Uh, head swelling you know, prideful event that could take place. And David could say, you know what? I don't need you, God. Look what I just did. But David says, you know what? I'm going to follow my shepherd anyway. Even in those good times, David decided to follow the shepherd. He he didn't run off and say I don't need you guide. You know when every when we're going through good times in life, we need to make sure we follow our shepherd. Which sounds kind of funny. Life is going good and I'm struggling to follow my shepherd, but really that's one of the biggest times where people say I think I've got this. You got me started and I feel like I can make all my decisions from now on because I've got money in the bank. I've got my cars running well. I've got a family that supports me. I feel like my job's working out well. I've got everything going my way. Why do I really need God? And they may not really actually say that word or say those words, but it's real easy mindset to get of. I've, I've got this. I've got life under control. But it's important that even when life is going good, my life is going good right now. I got my family back. like my kids back. um, My cars are running well. I have enough money. um, It's almost like it'd be real easy to say, you know what? I I feel like I've got this life by the tail. Makes you kind of wonder why sometimes... People go through a valley because it, it, it immediately takes my me right back to God and say, "I realize I'm just a helpless sheep. I only have what I have because you've given it to me, God." So when life is good, follow your shepherd. Don't let your don't let self confidence, don't let pride, don't let anything cause you to, to think I've got life okay. Always make sure that whatever it is, you're following your shepherd. When life is bad, make sure you follow your shepherd. You know, it's real easy to forget God when life is good. But it's also easy to abandon ship to leave the flock when life is bad. Because we know how great and powerful God is. I just said the scriptures were there to give us hope. We know that God raised the dead. We know that God um, helped the people cross through the Jordan. We looked at that last Sunday. We know that God was able to feed 5,000 people on a few little fish and a little bread. We know God is capable of anything. And then all of a sudden we're saying, okay, God, we're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with people in the hospital. We're dealing with death. We're dealing with X, Y, and Z this week. God, where are you? Right? And it's real easy to say, I'm abandoning ship. You know, Steve mentioned in Sunday school, people walk away from God because of, why does God allow COVID to happen? And so when life is bad, don't abandon ship. You've got to stay true to your faith. Stay true to Jesus. David had to go through this as well. David was chased by Saul two different times. And he said, I'm going to follow my shepherd. When he was was walking through his valley, he said, I'm going to follow the shepherd. Um, Both times, David had the opportunity to kill Saul. And, and he had men that were like egging him on. Come on, David. Just one. They said, let me do it, David. I'll do it for you. I'll just one blow. That's all it's going to take. They're never going to even know what happened. And David could have easily said, okay, God, I don't like how you're leading. I'm going to do this myself. But instead... David said, I'm not going to lay my hand on the Lord's anointed." David has already promised that he was going to be king. But he says, I'm not going to take this into my own hand. I'm going to follow the shepherd. That would have been very difficult. I've never run for my, for my life from anything. Not that I was really afraid of dying from. And that's what David's doing. But he says, I'm still going to trust. Uh, even Job, when he was going through all his misery in life, says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. David or Job just lost his family. He just lost his farm. His wife wants to leave him. He just lost his health. He's got friends that want to blame him for what he's going through. And he says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He says, the Lord is his shepherd. It doesn't matter I'm going to keep that faith. And I want to encourage you when you're going through your valley, which some of you are going through right now, which some of us will be going through this week or for later on all through life is don't abandon ship. Trust your shepherd, follow him through the old time, to the whole time. When you get a medical diagnosis, now I I didn't ask Melissa's permission, so I'm not going to divulge very much. But she, with her MS, it just it just keeps getting a little bit worse. I'm not going to explain it, but it's like she just keeps having a little bit more and a little bit more, and it's it's getting to the point where it's like, how much more does she have to live? She's only 40 years old. I mean, she's going to live to be 80. She's got 40 years of this, and how much worse is it going to get at that point? And it would be easy to say. You're not the great physician that Scripture says that you are. It'd be easy to do that. Financial troubles. If you have financial troubles and you're feel like begging out to God to help you and He doesn't seem to be helping you, when you're enduring the consequences for your own sin, all of a sudden it's easy to say, I don't need a shepherd anymore. I think I can do a better job on my own. I can spend my money on what I want. I can make my decisions for life however I want to. Because God isn't doing what I want, but don't abandon ship. Keep your faith on Jesus. Now I want to. Uh, the third point we have here is what is a good. Sh- We're all supposed to be sheep. What does a good sheep look like? Uh, and we, we we see here in John 20, 10, 27 to 29 about what a good sheep looks like. And it's highlighted in black. First of all, Jesus says, "My sheep listen to my voice." It means you give audience to listen, as with the idea of obeying. You know, James 1.22, It says, "What good is it to just listen and not do anything about it? It doesn't do any good." And a lot of people put themselves under the th- the, the position in the church, or they read it in scripture, or they hear from my my enemy, my my nice enemy, Doctor David Jeremiah, and they don't do it. I always love saying that because (laughs) but he's saying my sheep hear it they they, they go to church they read it in their bible they listen to it on the radio they listen to it online and they put themselves in a position to hear it but they're also trying to obey it that's what a good sheep does if I tell my sheep that's running down the road stop he hears it but then he keeps on going he's not a good sheep I gotta go after him and get him it says my sheep I know them Jesus knows his sheep that means they have a relationship a sheep has a relationship with his shepherd I've heard that a shepherd and a sheep recognizes his shepherd's voice you know and sometimes they give him a pet name and a sheep comes because they have a relationship Jesus is our shepherd he wants us to have a relationship with him and we don't have that relationship just by being human you know there's another phrase that goes around a lot that we are all God's children, right? Everybody wants to say we're all God's children, we're all going to heaven because we're all human. And I just feel good about that, which is not true. We are not all God's children. We become God's children only by putting our faith in Jesus. Then we have a relationship with Him. We're saying, you know what? I'm a sinner, and I'm admitting to Jesus what He already knows, and I'm confessing that sin. I'm saying, Jesus, please forgive me. I'm relying on You only to give me salvation. I'm not relying on the fact that I went to church my whole life, or that I was baptized, or that I did some good deeds or gave money, but I'm putting my faith only in Jesus for salvation. And Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, says, I know You. I know You. I know You. I know You. And a good sheep is one that is known by Jesus, so they hear they're known by Jesus, but they also follow. And the idea is to imitate, and they, to imitate Jesus. What would Jesus do? What did Jesus do? And try to put those things into practice, but also to follow that leading of the Holy Spirit. I know a few times we've discussed the milk bottle story. You guys are the milk jug story. You guys know that one? Where the guy he go he leads a Bible study and talks about they talk about listening to the Holy Spirit and wishing God would use them. And this guy is driving home thinking about this and he's told he's supposed to go get a milk jug. Or, you know, from the story he's like, well, that was easy. And then he's supposed to drive down this dark street, knock on a dark door in the middle of the night, and it was an answer to prayer. Now I can't guarantee you that's a true story, but that's the kind of thing sometimes that the Holy Holy Spirit wants you to do. You're not going to find that in the Bible. He's not going to tell you, hey, Steve, go knock on someone's door and tell them about Jesus. Here's the address and here's to, to do it. You just got to know what Scripture says and the Holy Spirit that's leading you to do that. He's not going to say, hey, Connie, why don't you write a card to, to somebody in the Bible? It's not going to be there, but the Holy Spirit will prompt you and put it on your mind to do those kinds of things. The whole um, the Good Shepherd is in tuned with what the Holy Spirit wants them to To do. And it says here, this is the best part. It's the absolute best part. It says, I give them eternal life. The true shepherd of Jesus listens, obeys, has is known by Jesus, but has eternal life. That is hope. I know we're going through valleys, and I know people are going to go through valleys, but we have hope. And a lot of those people that are going through valleys right now, we know have that hope. And that hope is salvation eternally with Jesus. And just a few short days, a few short years, we are going to be with them. They have eternal life, and nothing is going to change Take that away from them. There is courage or encouragement and hope in that because those people were sheep of Jesus. So when you have a decision to make, when you're going through life, when you don't know what to do, don't listen to this. It will tell you exactly what you want to hear. Yes, tell that person, chase after that boy, chase after that girl. Make those decisions, whatever they are, because that's what you feel like you want to do. You have a shepherd. His name is Jesus. He wants to lead you. It's just a matter of you being willing to be a good sheep and willing to follow. You know, the scripture talks about how Jesus gave every, or God gave everything for you. How will he not graciously give you everything else? He gave you Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. There's nothing left. If, if I give you the very best that I have, it's going to be easy to give everything else because nothing else compares to the best that I have. And that's what God did. He gave his best for you. And so I want to encourage you to be his sheep and to trust him through the good times, through the valleys, just to stay with him and follow him and his leading. Your shepherd wants to lead. Do you want to follow? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for being a good shepherd. God, I know that you have never let me down. You've never let anybody down who is following you. I know that we have gone through tough times. I know that we are going through tough times and we will, but you didn't promise that you're gonna make life easy. You just promised that you were never going to leave us or forsake us and that you were going to lead us through those, those tough times. I thank you for being that kind of shepherd. God, I am sometimes a lousy sheep. I don't listen as well as I should. Sometimes I run around and make my own decisions. And I pray that you'd help me to be a better sheep. I pray for everybody in here, God, if they are not a sheep of you, that they are not a follower of you, that God, you would just put it on their hearts and minds that they need to make that right, to trust you as their Savior. And God, if anybody here says, I haven't been a very good sheep either, I pray that you would help them to be determined to be a better sheep as well. I just pray this all in Jesus' name.